So we'll continue this morning with the Brahma Vihara practice that we began yesterday. And I thought I would say a few things more to keep uh, giving context for what we're doing and how, uh, how it's understood in Buddhism and as part of our practice here at this retreat. And the Brahma Viharas are, uh, are um, metta or loving kindness or goodwill is uh, part of the Brahma Viharas. And the Brahma Viharas are uh, the, the God realms really is what that means or the divine abodes, sometimes called the four immeasurable minds or the four immeasurable hearts in Buddhism. And the Brahma Viharas includes uh, metta, which is loving kindness, uh, karuna, which is compassion, uh, metta karuna, uh, uh, mudita, which is joy or appreciative joy, and upekka, which is equanimity, which I often think of as grandmotherly heart. It's the heart of balance. It's the balanced heart. And um, and the heart and mind are both uh, key parts of Buddhist understanding. When we put our hands together and gasho and bow, it's really wisdom and compassion is often how it's thought of. It's the it's the wisdom of the mind and the goodness of the heart that come together that bring awakening. And so the, the way that I understand the Brahma Viharas is they're a, the manifestation of the awakened heart, the manifestation of uh, their different forms of love. And the form, love comes actually in many, many forms or, and these four main ways it's talked about in Buddhism is loving kindness or goodwill and then um, compassion, uh, and then joy and equanimity. And they're inherent parts of our nature, of our Buddha nature. They're not, they, how can I say this well? I'm gonna say it poorly and then I'll repeat. They're not, not here. They're already here. They're to be realized or reawakened or opened because often our heart gets blocked or covered or veiled or concretized in some way. And it's part of what happens with suffering is that we, we clench our heart. And I don't mean we do this purposefully. It happens quite automatically for many of us. And one of the, really, actually, as I'm saying this, I'm remembering the way I got to Buddhism was I realized um, that my heart had hardened. And when I realized it, I didn't want that to happen anymore. And I was praying at somewhere very sacred, even though I didn't even know how to pray back then. And it wasn't Buddhist, that, but you ask for you could ask for a wish as part of the prayer. And my prayer was, 
what do I need to do to keep my heart from hardening? And I got a transmission at this wall, basically. And it said, meditate. And uh, and that's how I started, came home. I was actually in another country then. And I came home and, uh, and uh, started asking around about meditation and found a guru for a while. And he, you know, I learned some things, but he, he didn't have any ethics. And so I ended up going to Buddhism and, and, uh, and I've been here ever since. And so the, uh, the Brahma Viharas are really about the awakening of our inherent heart of the goodness of the awake heart. And, um, and the heart manifests in all these different flavors, whether it's goodwill or love or appreciation or kindness or empathy or um, the, the jubilation or delight of the heart when there's joy and appreciation. And then that kind of balanced heart that sees the whole picture with love. It's just a version of love that sees the whole picture, this what I call grandmotherly heart or grandmotherly love. And they've seen it all and they know it all and they just love you no matter what. You can be good, bad and right and wrong and do the good thing and they, they'll tell you, but, but they love you and the love is there and because the love doesn't go away. And so there's a kind of Remember somebody today, maybe it was to where I said she liked that I said bodyfulness. It's really the three fullnesses that we're developing here. Mindfulness, bodyfulness, heartfulness. The fullness of our being is what we want to allow to start to wake up or recognize or realize the truth of who and what we are and what's sitting here, the goodness of our Buddha nature, which is already here. And practice allows us to realize what's here, realize the truth, realize the Dharma that's right here, that's sitting in our seat. And of course, we can all think of ways that our hearts have gotten blocked or veiled or crusted. And it's true, when I had this whole understanding that my heart had gotten hardened, uh, it was so clear why and so, and became more clear very quickly how the, the hurt was what I was trying to cover because hearts get hurt, because hearts are tender, because hearts are open, because hearts are full and beautiful, and they love. And uh, we don't always get what we love, right? We may love something or someone or some place, and it doesn't mean we get what we love, but it takes a while to start to see that the love that's here, and I believe is in each of us, each of us, uh, no question in my mind, the love that's here um, may be veiled, but it's not gone. It's to be 
realized or understood or woken up. And so one of the questions I like to put out when I'm speaking about the Brahma Viharas is to ask each of you, what do you love? And yeah, what do you love? And of course, I'm not asking for a verbal answer right now, but for you to see what you love, whatever it might be. You have full permission to love whatever you love. And it could be your parents or your family or your partner or your children or your community or your ancestors or... um, the people you work with, sometimes that happens. We love the people we work with. Or uh, people who've been good to us, kind to us, given to us, teachers. And I don't mean Buddhist teachers, but could include Buddhist teachers. I always, uh, yeah, I, I always, when I ask this myself, just people start arising, people who've been kind to me or caring to me and and the love that came. And I don't not all of you know this, but I've had some serious accidents in my time, bicycle accidents, very serious um, bicycle accident about, what was it, 10, 11 years ago. And I um, had a brain injury and um, really lost it, everything. But the people in the hospital were so kind. It's so easy. It was so easy to love their kindness, right? Even though I had no brain. And I mean that quite for a while. I just, the brain got totally unplugged. Really, I barely knew who I was. I barely knew how to do anything. I didn't even know how to meditate. That this is true. And I'd meditated for 30 years already, but but everything, the brain got unplugged. They called it a mild traumatic brain injury, but I have no idea what un, what a serious brain injury would be because believe me, mild traumatic was serious in my experience. But what I'm saying is um, the love is not just here, it's everywhere in people. It's part of what it is to be a human being. And it doesn't mean, I'm not saying all human beings are loving all the time. They're not. But underneath the obscurations, there's love there somewhere. So um, so I'm asking, what do you love in order to... Um, to um, encourage you to sense, be aware of what you love, and then right now, just sense the love itself. And I don't care if you love scrambled eggs or steak or chocolate pie or vanilla ice cream, or I don't care if you love people or like I said, family or community or culture or whoever it might be, ancestors. I don't care if you love the New York Knicks. I have a very close nephew who loves the Knicks and I still love him, even though I'm not into the New York Knicks. 
And if you don't know, this is basketball. I'm a Warriors guy. I love the Warriors, even though they're not playing very well these days. And uh, But the love doesn't cease, cease. And I'm asking you to be aware of what you love, whatever it might be, um, and feel the love itself. Let go of the object of the love and feel, sense, be aware of what it is that loves the warriors or chocolate cake or or your partner or your children or or some teacher you know whether it's you know Nelson Mandela or or um, who, whoever it might be some great teacher Rio Khan the great Buddhist poet or Albert Einstein and just feel the love itself and let yourself relax with the love. It doesn't have to be a thing. It may not be in a way that you're familiar with, but it's just here. It's love. It may be very, it may be very full. You may feel it in your heart, heart center, right? In the in your chest. Or you may feel it in your whole body, the love. Or you may feel it in your mind, the love. However you experience it, uh, let it be here. And what I try to do when I do Brahma Vihara practice, and we're going to do some more metta today, uh, what I do is I sense love itself. And so I'll start with whatever I love. And of course, traditionally benefactors, whoever that might be, a teacher or a parent or a grandparent or a family member or a, whoever it might be, a benefactor of some kind that it's easy to love, easy to feel our affection, our goodwill for them. You could bring them into your heart and mind. And so then doing that, when I start to feel the love, I start to let it radiate in every direction. Above, below, in front behind, to the right, to the left. Just relax and rest in the radiance of the loving heart of the Brahma Vihara. And then I I combine this radiance by using the phrases that I also learned as a young man, and you repeat them. And you repeat the phrases very quietly, very kindly in your heart, mind, and body. And you stay very close to the phrases. I stay very close to the phrases. 
And it's a kind of samadhi that comes when you stay close to the phrases and let the radiance of the love happen. And so if I'm starting with a benefactor and you can pick one person or a group, yeah, do one person who you care about, who you love, who you have easily have goodwill come for them. And I'll, I'll say the phrases that I use when I'm holding that person in my body, heart, and mind. May you be safe, protected, free from inner and outer harm. I wish this for you. May you abide in happiness, true happiness. This is my wish for you. And as you're very quietly saying the phrase in your heart and mind, just feel the goodness. Let, it ha- let the phrase happen, even if you don't feel anything, but let the phrase resonate in that way. May you be healthy and well of body, heart, and mind. May you live with ease of well-being. And then one repeats the phrases for themselves, and of course, I'm giving you my version of the phrases. I'll give you the simplest version of the phrases, which is, may you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And very quietly relaxed, repeating the phrase over and over again. And you can let it come from your head or your body or your heart or all three. Maybe bringing the image of your benefactor or beloved person. Seeing them and wishing them well. May you be safe, protected, free from inner and outer harm. May you abide in happiness, true happiness, the highest happiness. May you be healthy and well. May you live with ease of well-being 
I wish this for you. Very simply on your own, offering these good-hearted wishes for a benefactor. And of course, you can customize the language so it allows your heart to speak fully. I'm giving you my version of the Brahma-viharas that I use when I'm doing metta. May you be safe, protected, free from inner and outer harm. This is my wish for you. May you abide in happiness, true happiness, the highest happiness. May you be healthy of body, heart, and mind. May you live with ease of well-being in every moment. Please continue for your benefactor. Customizing the words so they speak from your heart, from your good heartedness. And now we'll switch and offer our loving kindness to ourselves, 
offering our metta to ourselves. So as you sense, feel, experience the good-heartedness you may feel towards a benefactor, turn that to another person, a person who's called yourself. And offer your good wishes. And the phrase changes to, may I be safe, protected, free from inner and outer harm. We got a little confirmation from the horn hunking when we move to ourselves. May I abide in happiness, true happiness. And letting the love radiate around you, in you, outside of you. May my body be healthy and strong. feeling or sensing yourself sitting here and offering these good wishes. May I live with ease of well-being. And repeating the phrases for yourself, letting yourself bathe in the kindness and the goodness and the love. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. Taking your time, repeating the phrases. Letting them radiate, permeate your body and being.
Apparently, very kindly, gently offering your metta to yourself. Using whatever words express the good wishes and use whatever tone of voice expresses it. Some people actually sing them to themselves. Letting the words express your heart. May I be safe, free from harm. May I be happy, truly happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease, ease of well-being. If it's helpful, you can alternate or change and do a few sets of loving kindness for yourself. And then you can go back and reconnect with your good wishes for your benefactor or a kind person, good person in your life that you wish them well. And you can do a few sets of loving kindness for them. So you're alternating between the benefactor and yourself. Trust your intuition here about either to stay with yourself or you could stay with the benefactor or doing both.
and we'll end the formal metta practice by offering metta to everybody in this room. Just very gently, kindly. You could remember the images of your fellow yogis, practitioners, or you could open your eyes and just offer the metta. And it's just a good wish to everybody here. May you be safe, protected, free from harm. Actually, let's change it to we. May we be safe, protected, free from inner and outer harm. May we abide in happiness the highest happiness. May we be healthy and well of body, heart, and mind. May we live collectively with ease of well-being. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.